Welcome to The Power of Makeup, brought to you by timely business management software. Leading London-based photographer Jack Eames has worked with some of the leading brands, celebrities and magazines in the world, yet it's been working on the Haircuts for Homeless project that has had the greatest impact on his life and his approach to photography. Give me a little insight of how you got into photography and what you're doing because you're very much um, in the, the beauty world and hair and that's really important for me because that's also where I came from. Yep, absolutely. It's very, very important for me. Um, the beauty industry that we work in daily, um, generally six, seven days a week, I mean, you, you're a grafter um, <laughs> as well. And I think that's one of the reasons why I you know, respect what you do and sort of who you are, really, because it doesn't come easy. Um, and I think you know, started off similar ways, really. Um, bit of a struggle. Uh, mm. It all seems all right now, doesn't it? But it's, it's co consistent work. So I started off, yeah, I, was, I went to university late, studied photojournalism. So a good bit of research there by you. Um, because I want, at the time, I wanted to, <clears throat> excuse me, social commentary was incredibly important in my life. Um, and various things about my background and everything. But I was always obsessed with beauty and fashion and vogue. My mum was a women's wear designer. <clears throat> my dad always drew and played music. So I think I was sort of brought up mm. around the arts. And I always remember as a kid, I mean, I'm, gosh, I must have been five, six being on shoots mm. that my mum's collections were being shot on and just yeah. in the background. So I think I was sort of around it from an early age. But, yeah, I studied photojournalism, majored in photography, loved photography. And I was, yeah, I studied down in Southampton, but I did it the other way round land. I moved north rather than people being from the north moving south. I moved to Sheffield. Oh. I think I was fortunate to meet a fantastic tutor at university who mm. really gave me the confidence and a a path in a way into photography um, and I just hung out with him a lot I was in the labs more than the photography students um, hand printing just booking extra sessions just for myself and then um, I was shooting model portfolios up in Sheffield and you know I wanted to make it work in Sheffield I had two studios but the work was down here so yeah. you can't change that so I moved down here, reshot my portfolio in a Hackney warehouse over about the space of six, eight months, went door knocking, met a couple of really key people in my career who I know you know very well as well, Julie Bellinger Gibb. She, I met Julie via Andrew O'Toole, who I know you've worked with as well. Yeah. And certainly in the hair and beauty industry, you know, Andrew's legend. Um, and still is. So I worked with Andrew for four and a half years. I used to travel down from Sheffield and just help him out with his gigs. And yeah, it was great. So it all started from there, really. It all started but, from there. But, but what was your um, 
Because obviously you're exposed to the hair work, but when was it do you think you noticed makeup? I just want to, I always love this because photographers always have a special insight because you work so closely with every makeup artist, like, yeah. and you've been very vocal, like who should do the shoots, who is collaborative, and you've always got constant ideas on the beauty side, you know, whereas a lot of times photographers just like, you do your thing and then I'll just capture it, but you're actually like, hold on a minute, does this work, does that work? And when you're with a client, you're quite like, Who's the makeup artist? Mm, skin. Yeah. So, what point did you notice makeup? I think from the, yeah, from very early on, I, I just always felt that the the image which we all strive for, something beautiful, something you can't put into words, is actually a, a beautiful image is only about is only a success if the, the people involved in it are all at the same the same energy on the shoot you know they can bring something to the table so uh, but i think for the very first time i became aware of the power and the importance of makeup was on one of andrew's shoots where um this is you as an assistant this is me as an assistant yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. Mm. where i saw it firsthand mm. Andrew was shooting a collection for Angelo Seminara. Andrew had just arrived from Melbourne. Um, I picked him off the up off the plane and things uh, down in Paddington. So yeah, and it was Laura Dominique um, mm. at Streeters, and she was amazing. But I think hearing and seeing how Laura, Angelo, and Andrew talked and how important that talk was at the start of the session, mm. that everybody, and fashion as well, just had this conversation. And it wasn't just a case of, oh yeah, you know, we do this and things. And I think living and working in different areas, the makeup was very different. And then coming down here, mm. you know, even back then it was kind of, um, and obviously it's, it's more and more now, but it's like less is more. and just give me a dewy skin and things mm. and it's just like but actually to really strip something back with makeup and photography and fashion and hair takes a huge for me takes a huge amount of love of what you do of experience mm. of failures as well as successes because fundamentally I think that's the the best way that we learn and and we've certainly had to work through some of those on our shoots haven't we <laughs> yeah tell, tell me like um an example of like something that was really bad you know was there anything that you thought jesus there's nothing i could do as a photographer here with us or in general just in general like cause i don't yeah. think we've done anything too bad have we i um, think like all shoots we you know we we've never ended up with anything that's bad but like sometimes with shoots you start somewhere and they evolve, don't they? And that's one of the things I love working about on a shoot with you is it feels a very positive arena where mm -hmm. we can talk about ideas because when we, for example, we did that editorial for the cover with those two boys, we spoke and met at great length. Yeah. We put so much time into that before the shoot, but we still, we started somewhere, but we worked it on the day. And that, for me, can only really come when the the massive trust that, you know, we start somewhere, but look, let's push it here. Or, you know, mm. I've just seen you do something before you finish it off. Can we get it on camera? Yeah. Um, 
And I think, you know, you trust me, I trust you implicitly. It's a lovely working relationship. Mm. So when, you know, people are trying you their portfolios or I'm sure you get, because I was one of those people always messaging people, can I work with you, can you work with you? And I'm sure a lot of people listening, you know, if they're makeup artists and they want to know how to work with the photographer, you know, like what is the key thing that you're looking for? Um, what advice do you give? Yeah, good question. I get hit Or to up. anyone, I suppose, that wants to work with you, a photographer. Yeah, I think right now I'll address that in terms of makeup because mm. I, I get it a lot. And the first thing I look at, you know, some, some makeup artists have, you know, fashion, celebrity, all kinds of different mm. categories. The first category I would look at is beauty so that I can see the intense close-up of what, you know, how they're working with the makeup. Mm. I can see sometimes if they brought something inside them to the shoot, but also I can see the caliber of the team they're working with, the caliber of the models, and if their beauty you know, works with my aesthetic, then yeah, I'll get them in the studio, we'll have a cup of tea, because that's the other part of it as well, isn't it? It's how you vibe off each other. Mm. And I think, again, working with so many different teams over the years, sometimes you, know, you guys are really, really quiet, hardly say a word, and sometimes you're really bubbly and vibrant. So we're juggling all the time with different personalities, aren't we? So I've got to be able to work with that person as well as... Yeah, I find, like, yeah, you're very calm and so am I. And it's funny, like, I think for people that are, you know, flying the wall, sometimes if we're doing a very intense shoot, we don't even speak. No. There's no conversation, but we feel like we're talking to each other mentally. All we do, I mean... Yeah, but then again, yeah. I, again, I think this comes with trust and over the years, you know, sometimes... You know, if the client's on set with us and looking at the monitors and things, I love it. I don't know whether this happens with other photographers, but you'll just quietly say to me, right, you had her here from this angle. And I'm not the kind of photographer that would be like, you know, back off sort of thing. It's just like, especially if sometimes if we're working with a model who might be a new face and, you know, less experienced than some of the others. It's like, you'll just come into my jacket was on her left side. I'll take that. And then I'll explore the left side and then we'll move the hair around and then you know, we might need to tighten the fashion for that angle. So I think your eye, and I hope that's something that we talk about as well, is your your actual creative direction. Mm. You know, a few times you've asked me about doing personal work together and, I, and, you know, and I've literally said to you, are you going to art direct? It's just like, yeah, I am going to art direct. So, <laughs> right, count me in. Yeah, we'll do it. It's only because, like, yeah, if you want something done sometimes, I'm just so used to, because I'm approaching you, I feel like the idea has to be concrete on my side in order to, to get your investment to come on board. Mm. Because if I go elsewhere, you know, what I'm selling to you, it may not be what it's supposed to be, and I don't want that on my head. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm a type of person that I put my money where my mouth is, you know. It's always Absolutely. like if I step forward, it's something that... I have to bring to the table regardless of what happens yeah it's you know i value everyone's time um and you're the same i mean the only reason why i whisper in your ear and do that is because you allow me to i wouldn't necessarily do that to loads of people mm. it's only like if i see something i know that can elevate us all yeah um, it's one of these things and you're open for that which is great you know um but you want to elevate because you care and you know you're one of these people who do what you do with love and i think if we do that then we get that connection in the picture mm. and fundamentally that's what amazing art is about it's about a connection and I think you're the same I look at all different kinds of art 
yeah. culture. Um, I hardly look at anything photography. I just, just go to you know different galleries, gigs. I listen to radio all mm. the time. Um, it's, it's really important, isn't it, for what we do? Yeah, I mean, being creative, you know, so many um, juggles and challenges, and you moving up and down. Like, what sort of stands out in your head um, as a real struggle? I mean. COVID was one, but obviously, mm. you know, and things have changed. So, what where, do, where do we start with things have changed since <laughs> COVID? I mean, and we, well, yeah, I mean, you're at the top scale because, uh, you know, your work, you still photog- you know, do photography and stuff, but, you know, it's a bigger scale on a photography side. Um, you know, how does it affect like rates, budgets, shoots? When they sort of got rid of makeup artists and people do makeup themselves, tell me, did you have to go through any of that? Yeah, and you know, we were doing makeup via Zoom and things. Um, you know, makeup artists were coming in on set and directing the model to put the makeup on herself because of the, the social distancing mm. requirements. Um, I've been asked to do photo shoots via Zoom and things. That wasn't for me. You know, it's like, let's just wait until we can actually get in the studio because it is about a human connection. That is the only way you come to mm. getting beautiful pictures. But yeah, I think things have changed a lot. And, and we talk about that before some of our campaigns and certainly during mm. and after our campaigns in terms of picture count has increased, sometimes model count has increased. And I understand it because people have had a really tough time financially. So they want a similar amount of pictures in less time. But I think that's also really important where a client will come to us as a team because if we feel it's getting too much on the shoot date, we might compromise your makeup, mm. me how we light and things. We want to get what we we can, but equally we, we don't want to compromise you know, what we're doing. Mm. Um, when we're talking about you know that whole relationship, I mean, you've been working on... Um, project with the hairdresser because I believe you know hair and makeup are very much similar right so mm. you know um, the power of makeup is the power of hair you know during this whole pandemic we sort of understood that a lot of people need it um, what's this project that you did if you explain to everyone that's listening you know it's to do with the homeless yep. and um, you were campaigning as well absolutely um, well I think I, in a nutshell I reached a point in my career where I think we're both aware of how privileged we are to work in this. Um, we work with great teams, great clients, we do beautiful editorial. And I, you know, I just felt at a point in my life where I had to, I had to work at putting something back in and it, it not be like a one hit wonder, mm. you know, an Instagram post or anything like that. So I contacted various charities to do with mental illness, such as Mind, and said, look, if you cover costs up, I'll shoot your campaigns for free. I can, you know, introduce you to you know a solid team and things. We didn't hear back. Don't know what happened there. And Stuart Roberts was doing haircuts for homeless for seven years, and it just seemed like a logical fit mm. because I shoot mainly hair, hair and beauty with some fashion. So I got in touch, and he invited me along and went to the first session in Whitechapel, which is. Um, in Hackney, a particularly fascinating but volatile session, and I didn't take a single picture during those mm. two hours. 
because of me being in a brand new space of it it was just so charged and we all think that we've got an understanding of homelessness and what it means to be homeless or mm. and, and the it's so nuanced from not having a home to not being able to afford to buy food to not being able to clothe your children to then also people living in sheltered accommodation and as a result of the project I've, I've been doing the project now for three years I've been to all different places throughout the United Kingdom and it's a project that I'm keeping going as well we've actually made a book to help mm -hmm. the charity because um, they had a lot of their funding cut uh, you know um, so we had to basically pull all the pictures together get a yeah. great team together to make the book happen we did a crowdfunder crowdfunder raised 37,000 wow. pounds I know that you were behind it as well and involved very supportive and always asking me how's it going what can I do so yeah. I mean just just quickly yeah you've got the book with you but obviously yeah. those that are listening they can have a look on your website it'll be on there won't it um, absolutely it's on they the can website. still support it on the crowdfunding yeah still support it um and there's you know so there's there's text yeah. in here as well some comments it tells you about, about the people yeah it tells you about yeah. the people um and you know Very i'm nice. guessing a few people done. thank you a few people listening will probably um know the name of one of our main ambassadors it's sam mcknight and oh, he's yeah. been very very involved from the start actually he's been working with stuart for a long time we went to sam's house we interviewed him um it was a gorgeous experience so this book has been published we still need to sell a lot more there's an ambassador program yeah. being set up which is something that we can maybe chat about another time yeah i mean i i certainly like you know the relationship between make and hair is is very similar you know it's always about um the look good feel good factor right that the, the yeah. hair is you know it's i know that when i go to the hairdresser um you know that touch on the head it's just sends you like into another world you know so, so what you guys done and have offered for people on the streets you know it's yeah. massive it is it's huge and i think again we take having your hair cut and things um not exactly for granted because mm. as you said a big part of it is that we love it we love the feeling of being touched and listened to but it's the love and the care that the hairdressers that are volunteers that come along you know, to the sessions and the way they listen to mm. the guests, the impact it has on the guests. There was a guy in my first session, I was listening to him, he hadn't seen his son for six years. He needed to get a haircut because he had an interview with social services, the last mm. stage of getting access to his son. So we both know the impact and the enormity mm. of you know, having your hair done, having your makeup done. And interestingly enough, some of the sessions, especially in... Um, some of the women's refuges. Mm. Um, we have makeup artists along as well, and it's beautiful. You know, it's it's set up, and there's a lot of fun there. There's this energy because they're getting yeah. their makeup done at the same time. And you know how how much difference it is having your makeup and hair done. It's beautiful, but it's more the mm. emotional stories of when people. Yeah, we do an outreach session for in Peterborough for women who've you know just come out of prison or street workers, and some of those sessions are 
just incredibly tough. Yeah. Especially, I think, as a guy being in a mm. fortunate position to be invited along to take pictures and it's building that trust in those sessions is huge. Yeah. Um, and when you're talking about struggling, you know, like you're out there doing all this, but also doing all the rest. So you also have a family. Mm. Um, I always touch that because you always bring a dog. You're yeah. a dog yeah. on set and it's quite nice because, you know, the, the atmosphere always changes um, and it's really lovable. Um, so how are you, you know, managing to do what you do, like with family? Like, <laughs> only because I don't have the time to ever ask you these questions and it's quite nice for people yeah. to see, you know, because photography, you've got to fly the world, you've got to, you're always, you know, weighing up your opportunities and things and, you know, yeah. retouching itself and... Oh, you know, huge. being physically, like I know, like some of my best friends, obviously I count you as well, um, you know, they can do one job, but then they've got, you know, a day's job doesn't mean it's just there and gone. You know, now again, mm. nowadays people can just get a phone, take a picture and then boom, forget about yeah. it. But as a yeah. photographer, you know, it goes, because I assist a photographer, it's not ever just one day. It's like, it could be a whole week, it could be months, you know, yeah. the preparation. So all, that's all classifies under that one job. Mm. So, you know, your rate sort of speaks for that. So how are you, how do you juggle, juggle the whole family with that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, get in trouble. And it's a good question. How do you juggle? Because I think as we get older and some of us do have families, Mm. it's the eternal question, isn't it? Is how do you reach that equilibrium? And I think fundamentally you don't. Um, It's really hard to achieve it and stay there. But from my point of view, I have an incredibly understanding partner in Anna. You've met Anna. Mm. Yeah. She's been freelance. Her background is yeah. um, you know, design. So she understands the nature of how I work and that I need to go away for sometimes a week or two at a time. You know, shoot in Germany, we go and stay. And then equally here, um, we actually live in Whitstable now because we wanted to change and be mm. by the sea to help bring Freddie up. I've, you know, Freddie's four. I've really enjoyed some of our chats sometimes about children because I, you know, mm-hmm. your daughter's been on set with us sometimes. Yeah, that's right, yes. Yeah, a few, few campaigns and a few shoots and she's a gorgeous energy to have around. But also I'm aware that you're like, you know, before that shoot day, after that shoot day, you, you're just juggling your diary all the time, especially now you've got two. That's right, yeah. <laughs> and it's amazing and that you, you know, you're a mum and you, you, you're doing what you do, you know. It's and, you know, that just brings me to, like, you know, when we are juggling, you know, the question, you know, when people budgets and things, you know, there's a whole thing is, like, you get what you pay for. So, obviously, you've been mm. through so many budgets, different makeup artists and different things, different different clients want different things. And, you know, what's your view on that? Is it you get what you pay for? Definitely. I think it's like anything in life, isn't it? You know, if, if you want to invest certainly if it's you know if we're doing a shoot stills and video and things we, we certainly need a starting point which often for both of us you and myself mm-hmm. is investing in a model budget so you know especially if the picture count is relatively high because then if we get a model who you know is of high caliber she's going to give us the picture quickly and then we move on yeah then we get a different picture with her then we move on to the second model whereas if the budgets are kind of you know restricted, we will need to take longer sometimes with that model. Um, so yeah, I, I think 
we have to juggle so much um, internally and externally, mm. and that's okay. That's part of our role, and we're, we're, we we make things happen. That's if things aren't going quite seen on the shoot. It's never any drama. We, we get through it, and we get get what we need to get. Well, no drama from you. I've been on shoot <laughs> before where photographers like, do not step inside my set. I mean, yeah. Sometimes when I look at your set, you know, everything is going on and people are like, even your clients are like on top of you, assistants, everyone. And you're just there like having a sandwich, just chilling out, <laughs> with your dog. It's so yeah. cool. I mean, I mean, you're probably one of a kind. Um, does it not bother you? Like when everyone's in your space? Like... Sometimes it does. Um, I think I have a very long fuse mm -hmm. and I think it's just about, you know, juggling and getting to that end result and I think sometimes we do have more of a closed off set certainly if mm. it's a certain kind of campaign um, and we're doing video as well because that's a such a different headspace for me as a mm. photographer I kind of need to be more insular really mm -hmm. um, yeah. stay up here a lot more um, so I just wanted to leave, is there anything I don't know about you, like anything that you want to tell me? Is there? Uh, it's not something I would tell everybody, but in a way, it's sort of, I think it's, it's quite interesting. It's come into a few of our shoots recently, mm. and it came into our shoot about six weeks ago. I'm not a great gardener, ah. but I love gardening, yeah. and I love being outside in it, and I love reading about it, and I, I'm on these geeky gardeners yeah. forums and things yeah. asking about you know why my jasmine isn't looking so good so i think yeah that's something that's quite private but yeah. it's I, you know but is this like is this to get you out of maybe the hair well because you are like bloody intense like with your job do you think like you've stepped into that because it feels like it frees your mind maybe because you know sam at night um is obsessed with his flower val garland i think has whole thing about her flower garden as well um, right okay. i actually feel a lot of Sam top does. people yeah. you know really do have that outlet you know that's the word outlet um, and i think mm. it's a complete um yeah switch off and you know i've got a couple of neighbors who always want to sort of chat and they finally got a read on me is that when i'm out there that that's my time yeah i want to switch down and i don't you know not in any horrible way i don't want to talk but I also think, and I've begun to realise it more and more, yeah. is aesthetically flowers, you know, their, their symmetry, their asymmetry, mm. their form, their shape, their colour, their shading, their texture, mm. it all comes into what we do as yeah. well. Do you remember we were on a campaign, you know, about six weeks ago, and I actually had a couple of references of flowers yes. just because it was a mm -hmm. colour shoot, and I yeah. didn't even bring that into what the shoot was and then you sort of said in front of the client I'm just sort of starting to see how this shoot could you know be put together as a PDF or in the magazines and as a campaign and I think this flower might actually work and I was just like ding, ding, let's, ding. <laughs> let's crop into this and let's yeah. start using it so it's funny isn't it how it all is, these yeah. things happen yeah ideas come from everywhere yeah absolutely everywhere and even if it is coming from a makeup artist <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but you say if it's coming from makeup I artists, know. the way i shoot is there's no hierarchy yeah on set yeah the model is as as important as the person who gets the the tea and the yeah. the whatever from 
you know, the local coffee shop, because if we don't have those snacks or those mm. drinks, we don't. I think function. it's not about hierarchy. I think it's just about um, your job or how are we going to elevate the whole job to make it an easy process for everyone. Yeah. So everyone has, it's just a respect thing, I think. It you is. Know, like, if I see plane. a gap, I'll just jump in, you know, yeah. if I feel like it's not my place and I just don't see anything. So you have to be a reader as well of um, everyone's personalities. Of people. Um, yeah. Huge um, part of the job. So my last question to you is, what is the power of makeup? What does it mean to you? Power of makeup, the first thing that comes into my head, I mean, is just being able to bring reduction into what you do. I think as I've... As in time is money? No, no. Um, I think as I've evolved, certainly feel like I've evolved as a photographer and the kind of work I'm doing, we strip back. We, We, you know, because sometimes when things are really simplified, that's when everything can breathe. So I think for me, makeup is kind of goes into two camps in a way. Do, mm. Being able to do something really, really simple, but with a tiny little bit of finesse and interest in there is really hard for you guys to get right. But then the other side of makeup for me is when it's, you know, it's really strong and the makeup is so, you know, vivid and graphic and used in multiple ways. That is the other side of the spectrum. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? And, yeah. I, and, and both are huge talents. And yeah. you know, both can be done right, but equally yeah. both, when they are not done right, yeah. you know it internally. Very good answer, different. Right. Thank you so much, Jack, for your time. Yeah, it's a pleasure, pleasure having man. you and I uh, look forward to work with you again. Yeah, likewise. I think probably in a week or two. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I advise. Yeah.